0: Hello one and all and all in one, welcome to a brand new episode of the Thigh Gap Podcast. This is me being brute and with me is Bogus Noog. Bogus, welcome to this episode once again. Once again. Once again, I'm going to rub it on your face that you're being welcomed here so uh-huh. that you feel a little out of place oh, in I your feel, own podcast.
1: Thanks, bro. Thanks for contributing to that. Continuing awkwardness of yes. how we begin our podcast. Uh, we really need to find a better way, I think.
0: There is no better way than to make you feel awkward. Because, Bogus, mm-hmm. with my authority and charm mm-hmm. and superiority, Right, I'm going to launch the name of today's episode. So today we are going to discuss body language. It's not easy.
1: Body language. It should be a great use of an audio podcast.
0: <laughs> yes. This is the best way to showcase yeah. why body language is not easy. Right. So off the bat, a hygiene check to all our audience. Mm -hmm. While you're listening to this, imagine us showing it to you. (laughs) Okay. Like a self-defense video or something like that. Yeah. Because you're going to do a lot of physical activity in this episode.
1: Oh, yeah. You're just not going to be able to see it. Yeah. But but then your imagination will serve as a good prep for imagination. It's not easy. It's not easy. Which we do in the future. Yes. It's close to
0: dreams. Yeah, Yeah. Which we have already done. Oh, Yeah. But uh, body language, it's not easy. Again, a world famous template of Thigh Gap, reaching new heights. Mm-hmm. Some institutes are already reaching out to us, saying that they want to give us an award to us. In our imagination. Yes. In our imaginations. Yeah. But with our body language, we kept rejecting. <laughs> <laughs> also because they asked us for some money. So we're like, no, yeah, not doing that. But one thing for sure where we do get awards is for our socials, Bogus.
1: Again, in our imagination. In our
0: imagination. Award-winning social plugins coming your way. Bogus, Instagram, we are at...
1: At underscore ThighGap.
0: Twitter and Vero, we are at... At ThighGap and if somebody has to write a mail to us mindthygap
1: at gmail.com
0: not just that we have an award winning social plugins 2.0 guys yeah you can follow us or rate us or press the notification bell icon on any of the platforms which you are listening our podcast on it can be Spotify Mm. Apple Podcast Google Podcast Ghana all all, all of those things Right, right even on Amazon music
1: yeah and leave a comment if they allow you to
0: yeah if they allow you to and send some money Because we allow you to yes, great. So now that the socials are away, Bogus, Mm -hmm. let's deep dive into the topic body language. It's not easy, and I want you to start off because you have the body. I have the language. So do the physical part first. Show our audience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, to begin with, our world famous template. Yes, we start with the context. Context. Yes. So when we talk about body language, bro, in Greek and Latin. No, I'm kidding. Um, in French and Telugu <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's not much digging deep into this yes I mean we mean exactly the colloquial sense in how people understand this term correct body language
0: using your body to communicate
1: that's about it which we all do involuntarily <laughs> yeah all the time
0: subconsciously we'll make it more philosophical for you subconsciously subconsciously we emit energies yeah and vibrations oh yeah that makes people feel awkward yes. Like when you were traveling in a bus ah. and you're a 17-year-old girl, mm-hmm. how you feel the stare of that creep right. <laughs> from the back. Yes. That is possible only because of body language. Yes. Vibes. Vibes. Energies. Yes. So we agree upon this context. So yep. this is what is body Simple language. Simple and straight. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Now, let's go into, I don't know if we can do it's not easy in this. How would you put it?
1: Um yeah I would put it what is not easy about
0: body, body language. language yeah okay so bogus thanks for giving me that question
1: and mainly you know in in our previous episode seduction it's not easy check yes. it out check it out we briefly touched upon body language as a very important thing yeah. and that's the reason why we're going deeper into body language itself as a separate topic Correct.
0: And also a few people have actually asked us, not asked us, but they told us that, hey, this is an interesting take. And we are like, enough said, milk it. (laughs) (laughs) Now we are going to milk it dry. Yes. Yes. Great. So, okay, just to recap a little Mm -hmm. of how we correlated seduction Mm -hmm. is you can seduce purely through your body language, how you stand, how you walk, how you sit somewhere.
1: Like it plays a huge role.
0: It plays a huge role. You talked about
1: the Mehrabian something.
0: Correct. Mehrabian rule. Yes. Correct. Check it out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's why we are like, okay, fine. We'll tell you more about what body language is. Which puts us in a very difficult spot because there are a lot of things which are not easy Mm. in body language, but we don't know if it is the right thing to start off with. That. What do you think, Bogus? Do you think we start off with what is not easy or we talk a little more about body language?
1: I think like the only primer to give would be that as Thigh Podcast always does, bro. Yes, we, since the beginning. Yes, we pull back the curtain. We look under the carpet. Yes. People keep saying, just like they keep throwing around the word motivation, motivation. Correct. And we did an episode on that. Yes. That it
0: is all crap.
1: <laughs> yeah. Body language also is something that people just like to use that term a lot. Mm -hmm. Like your body language is very important. Like we mentioned in our previous episode, uh, when you enter into an interview, they judge you immediately by your body language. So you have to improve your body language. That's as far as they go. Right. But okay, how do I do it? What do I need to know about body language as a dynamic as a whole? That nobody goes into as much.
0: Or there is not a lot of content on it
1: exactly yeah
0: so let's go into that Bogus. let me pick your brains on what is it about body language that you gotta know
1: yeah and what is not easy is well, first of all i think the awareness that our body language changes over the years yeah the different age groups that we go through yeah
0: the muscle mass reduces the fat percentage increases yes hair loss
1: and also if you're talking about guys as an example
0: we can't talk about girls. We don't know what girls go through.
1: We have Come no on. idea. Either. Yeah. Let's be fair. Exactly. They're from Venus. Yes. So guys, especially, they have a different body language in their adolescent years. Mm-hmm. A little reckless, maybe energetic, wiry, and uh, not so sure about themselves. Clumsy. Clumsy. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. too sure about themselves. Yeah. But then they come into the 20s where there's a lot of inhibitions that creep in. Correct. And uh, self-doubt. Yeah. But also still they're not fully formed about who they are. Yeah. And their personality is still in a state of flux. Correct. Still developing. But you definitely see a difference, right, when a guy crosses 30. You definitely see a difference in the way they carry themselves. Yeah. The way they communicate there's a little bit more confidence involved, Correct. a little bit more authority involved. right? And because of that, body language automatically just changes. Right. So I think the first thing about why body language is not easy or, very, or not very easy to process or understand is that we have to understand it is an involuntary thing by and large like it happens subconsciously yeah without us even realizing yeah we are actually communicating so much more than what our words are saying or even what our tone is saying which is that mirabian rule uh, that you mentioned in the previous episode yeah very quickly can you give us the breakup yeah basically
0: Meravian rule is decoding the intent of a speaker right and it goes by 738 and 55 mm-hmm. split right so seven percent of the analysis is dependent on the words you use right and then there's a 38 percent of analysis that is dependent on the tone how you say these words and stuff and 55 percent of this analysis is dependent on your body language. Yeah. How you're sitting, where you're looking, how interested you seem, blah, right. blah, blah. So that is an indication of how important it is to first have a body language and second to understand the body language.
1: Majority weightage. The
0: majority of the weightage is done. And it makes sense, right? I mean, forget about the Maharabian route. Mm. Your mouth does the talking. Yeah. Which is like one part of your body. Yeah. And then your rest of the body is still participating in that conversation. Yeah. And that's like 99% of your body, right? In terms of real estate, I'm saying. Right. So if your mouth is doing the talking, if you really think about it, your body must be doing something related to the talking, right? Yes. So how come that we don't focus on the majority and keep thinking that, oh, just make sure that I'm telling the right sentence, the articulation, yeah, which is important. I'm not denying that. Yeah, yeah. But there is this big real estate that we don't really care about. Mm-hmm. When we are talking, like, how do we stand? What are our hands doing? What are our legs doing? How's my back? Is it straight? Is my face tilted upwards? Like, you know, one of the biggest irritating (laughs) points is, I don't know if you can say this, but because I'm one of the part owner of Thigh Gap, I can say this. Of course. Is the podcaster who's called Beer Biceps. Right. And when he talks, I find some level of artificialness Mm -hmm. in his hosting. Right. Because there is a way he tilts his head and his chin is up. Yeah, which is kind of condescending, Mm. you know. It can be interpreted that way. It can be interpreted, yeah. Yeah, It can be interpreted that way. But it is a little condescending, even otherwise also, in terms of respecting (laughs) the guest. Okay. Right? When you listen to an expert, or if I'm talking to an expert, I'm not going to have any part of my body where the other person might sense that I'm condescending him, Mm -hmm. or I'm kind of speaking from a higher place. Right. Speaking as an equal is different. Yeah. Versus trying to say like, Answer me this, right? Did I
1: make a wonderful point just now? That kind of yeah. It's
0: like now you have to appreciate me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is your other choice? Like, right? right? Yeah. So those are the finer aspects. Now I'm not saying that that person does it voluntarily. I'm not saying that that might be something that he kind of developed over a period of time. Whenever he speaks very seriously, you know, he kind of becomes very stiff or stuff like that. And it happens to a lot of people, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Interviews is the best place to evaluate this. Yeah. Like the moment you turn on the Zoom in an interview, like. You realize that, oh, fuck, my hands are sweating. My neck is too stiff. Exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. My own observation of the guy is when he's talking to a guest, his head could be tilted upward at like a 40 degree or 45 degree angle. Yeah. But when he's facing the camera, right? Yeah. Face front the head goes 60 degrees extra additional (laughs) thirty degrees degrees. it's almost like it's trying to reach the ceiling yeah it's like I'm
0: talking to his Adam's apple
1: (laughs) yeah literally and I kind of picture like if this guy was ever drowning right yeah I would immediately just to save his life yeah I would say hey look here look here look at the camera camera. yeah (laughs) I'll just put a camera just give one final plug I'll hit record as soon as he sees the red light yeah automatically his head starts tilting upwards and so now he can breathe yeah I can save his life that way yeah so yeah at Tiger, we always think We of always of think of saving
0: people's saving life people's after science. we push them into the water. <laughs> but uh, but you get the point, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's exactly what I say. Like you get repelled by people yeah. just by their presence. Mm. You know? Or you get attracted by people just by their presence. Yes. And that is where you have to realize but 99% of my communication is not happening through my mouth. Mm. It's happening through my body. Yeah. So it is kind of like an understatement if I say that we don't talk about it enough. Exactly. We don't talk about it a lot. Like we mention it a lot. Ratio.
1: You know, the, the word is thrown around. We yeah. mention it a lot, but nothing more than that. Nothing more than the Also, it's a
0: time it. where we mention about body language. Mm-hmm. It always comes after a trait. Okay. You know, like, dude, be confident. Look at your body language. Right. Dude, be arrogant. Look at your body language. Dude, be strong. Change your body language. Yeah. It's like, dude, make your body language strong. That's the exact sentence. Right. Make your body language confident. Mm. Right. It can be be confident, change your body language. Right. Because... The body language comes first, and mm. then comes the qualities and the traits and attributes, right?
1: And also, it brings up two questions at the same time, like, okay, be confident. How do I be confident? Yeah, and, and where? Change your body language, <laughs> like how? How? How exactly should I Correct. change? So with that in mind, yeah, like like we mentioned, like once a guy crosses 30, 35, automatically they get that confidence, their sense of identity is better formed. Yeah, that's, that's a,
0: yeah. I, I'll give that more important weightage.
1: Yeah. But for someone in their early 20s Mm. who will go through important interviews, who will go through situations where they're trying to impress upon someone. Yeah, I think the latter. (laughs) Also, yeah. But, you know, they may not have the experience yet. Yeah. For it to come innately. And for me, one like tip I can share, which I try to use myself, is to try and pretend. You know, the shortest route I feel, this is the shortest cut that you can take. Yeah. Especially at that age is. If you can't do something, try to pretend, try to imitate. This is one of the tips that I learned from somewhere, maybe online, which actually helped me get through interviews.
0: It was me. I told you. No, it was not you. I, I told you. Know I, you at that point bogus you are everything because of me.
1: So I actually took that tip and I said, okay, fine. In real life, I can pretend a little bit. I yeah. can act. So if I'm preparing for an interview, I need to present confidence in my body language. And I need to present competence, Yeah, you know. So I watched movies which had characters like that or TV shows which had characters like that. Um, And through that, I was visually able to see how they were moving around and how they were talking when they were trying to be authoritative or when they were trying to be charismatic and charm people. And even though I may not have understood all the inner workings of that. I could just see visually, okay, this is what this guy is doing. So can I pretend like that for 30 minutes of an interview? You know, can I s- yeah. to save my life? Correct. And so that's what I tried to do. And it actually worked for me. It worked wonders. So I would say at that young age, imitation and pretense, if you can do it, if you have a little bit of skill at least to imitate or pretend, I would say definitely try that out. Great point, and that would help you
0: basically are saying make it till you uh, fake it till you make it
1: fake it yeah fake it till you make it but what is the making it stage we go to the next one which is this is the shortest cut that we talk about yeah but a little bit mid-cut like medium version of this is reading why don't you go off on that i'm a big fan of reading
0: how how do you think that helps okay and not just about reading anything Right. But specifically reading fiction.
1: That's an sh- even shorter cut. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. I mean, you're kind of expediting the process yes. a little if you're reading fiction. Yes. And uh, I think we both agree on this point, which is a lot of us... Is because of what we are able to imagine about us. Mm -hmm. You know, like what is the kind of image we have in our head? Mm. Like, if you have the image of this loser guy in your head, and it can be because of any reason, it can be somebody telling you or like kind of inciting that idea into you, or you innately don't have that confidence about yourself. Or if you are someone who you feel that you are the strongest guy, like mentally tough guy, Mm. then you develop to be that mentally tough guy, right? Mm. So, what kind of fuels this is when you read a fiction book. Mm. generally fiction books are predominantly about a story and there are a bunch of characters and the characters run the story and it has a conclusion Mm. now good authors I'm not talking about every and any fiction book once again good authors have this amazing ability of depicting the character and not just by the features Mm. but by some of the actions that these guys do yeah like the way they light the cigarette or how they keep wearing a jacket. Yes. Or there's some characteristic about them, hmm. which is very physical in nature. Yes. And that characterization is what helps you connect to that particular character, yeah. right? So when you're reading fiction, because you're reading it, you cannot stop yourself from imagining it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you're imagining enough, your body has the tendency to act it out at any given point. Yes. Yes. So when you keep doing that, what is basically happening is you're making your body much more flexible hmm. than your natural kind of idea about it. Right. Like you might be lanky, you can you might be well built or you might be th- thick, mm-hmm. you might be fat. So, based on the initial set of impressions that you have about yourself, mm-hmm. through your family, your close friends, or dude, you're fat, Oh dude, you're thick, or dude, you're too thin, you develop a certain kind of, oh, this is how fat guys must be, I guess, mm-hmm. or this is how thin guys must be. But when you start reading about this villain character, or a hero character, or some, any character, yeah, where they kind of correlate, they might say, that, like, the look of this guy is very thin, he's lanky, looks very weak, yeah. but the way he walks around is as if he owns the place, he yeah. has There's this air about him. There's some character you'll come across who might meet your physical attributes, Mm. but their personality and their body language is different. Yeah. And you will get appealed to it. And when you're imagining a thin, lanky guy Mm. walking around as if he owns the place, you can put any face to it, but you have a structure. When you are able to reach that, your body starts imitating that. Yeah. So what you're fundamentally doing is you're imitating your own imagination.
2: Yeah.
1: An example for that is Mario Puzo wrote a book called *Omerta*. Yeah. Uh, and in *Omerta*, there was a character, uh, basically the way he described this character was a very charismatic guy. Hmm. The effect that this individual had on people around him was that if he was to smile and talk to them in a polite way, yeah. people in front of him would feel so welcomed, like they are his friend. Like they're completely in that world and they're buddy-buddy with this guy. But the minute he changes his demeanor and he gets stern... He becomes threatening. He becomes very threatening. Yeah. The people are very intimidated. Right. And he can just switch it like that. Correct. So, first of all, when you read this, as a youngster in your early 20s or whatever, first of all, you are informed that this is possible. Absolutely true. You know, like you you probably never even knew that this was possible. Yeah. So for me, until I read that character shared, I didn't know that was possible. Then I remembered, oh, yeah, I have actually come across people like this. Yeah. Who had this effect. And if you look at a popular TV show called Better Call Saul, there's a cartel a guy called Lalo Salamanca, who is one of the villains. He has this exact trait. If he smiles, he's the most charming guy. He's cooking for people and laughing. But if he becomes villainish, if he becomes a little serious, then, you know, all bets are off. Right. So what is immediately happening? Why is this one level above watching a TV show or watching a movie and imitating? Is because if you look at Godfather, which was a book first, then it got adapted to a movie. The movie did a great job of adapting the book. But of course, it can never come close to the book. But in the adaptation, if you have a great director, a great writer, they are able to show some character traits. But again, it is depending on your aptitude as a movie viewer for you to read those signs and interpret all that. You won't be able to analyze it. But in books, in fiction books, they spell it out for you. Correct. Not only like what you said, like how is this character behaving? What impact are they having on people around them? But also their own inner monologue.
0: Exactly. I was about to say that, yeah. More than Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. I found this to be more impactful in Jason Bourne. Okay. And the reason is because of the personal dilemma that that guy is going. Right. In the movie, you saw all this action and all, yeah. but it was like not even 10% of the book. The reason mm-hmm. I say that is this so there's this guy who's having amnesia, where mm. he forgot himself. Yeah. But yet, he remembers these supremely high-skilled activities mm. and he's able to perform them. Right. Now, the dilemma that that guy is going through while performing that acts. One, he knows the whole, you know, the whole act. Mm -hmm. Like when he gets into a fight, he knows how the fight is ending, how he's going to end the fight and all. But parallelly, he's also thinking, how do I know all this? Mm. Who am I? Like, where did I learn all this skill? If I've learned all this skill, that means somebody has taught me. Mm. If somebody has taught me, that means they know my existence. If somebody knows my existence, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. Now, books are the only way where you are able to actually see the whole transition of the thought, word, and deed. Mm. You know, which is, again, something that we keep coming out from Thigh Gap. Yeah, measure of Man. Measure of Man. Yeah. Like 100 integrity. Many episodes. Everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And this concept is probably the most important concept. It probably is a fundamental concept for a lot of things for us as human beings. Mm. So, thought, word, and deed is, again, the whole concept from a body language perspective. It is like, how do I think of it? Mm-hmm. How do I perceive it? Yeah. And how do I do it? Right. And every part of your body is basically involved in this process, right? Yeah. So, books is where, especially in fiction books. I mean, Dostoevsky again is an absolute emperor in you know helping you understand this. Yeah. Mishkin thinks that he's perplexed, blah, blah, blah. This is all his thinking. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but he tells Rustov that, uh, Rustov, whatever you said, I do not completely agree. Mm. And as he says this, he picks up a book and slams it on the table. Right to show his authority. And it's like the full circle, right? He thinks something, he feels an emotion, yeah. he says it in a certain way, and then he performs an act mm. and then connects it with his thinking again. Thing yeah. that by throwing the book on the table, he tells Rousseau that his disagreement is... is intense. Intense, it's non-negotiable. Point. Yeah. Right? And that's how you learn that if I have to communicate disagreement, mm. and if I say, dude, I do not agree with you, it's not enough. Yeah. Because you'll still have a comeback. You'll yeah. say like, but why? Have I not convinced you enough? Blah, blah. But if I disagree with you by, you know, punching my hands on the table or clenching my fist or like just gritting my teeth and mm. saying in a very stern voice, right. this is to giving me an additional layer to what I want to communicate. Right? Yeah. Now, imagine you go to a level where you don't even say that, Bogus, I disagree with you. Mm. I just slam my hand on the table right and you know that you have communicated your disagreement yeah. without even saying a fucking word that's the power of body language right and that's how you kind of grow in understanding it more yeah and that's why reading is probably the best tool that language has given us yeah where we can understand so much more about body language mm. than from any other way
1: yeah because it's a it's a very simple math like earlier we said generally guys who reach 30 or 35 plus They have this additional sense of authority or confidence uh, or, you know, a little bit more matured about their own identity, etc. That comes from experience. Right. That's where it's coming from organically. Correct. But if a guy in his early 20s starts reading more and more, what you're doing is you're learning, you're gathering more and more experience without having to actually live it. I would say start reading from teens. I mean yeah of course the earlier the better but without having to go through certain experiences you can actually live those experiences for example in Godfather again in the book they talk about there's a scenario describing a hitman going to kill certain people uh, that the dawn orders and what happens you know after he's done killing them what is the aftermath of that so basically you don't have to kill someone in your own life but if you read that book you still have additional information experience that you probably would not have gained otherwise. So you're getting all these extra experiences if you're reading about a fictional character that's uh, about blood diamond mining in South Africa or something like that. That's not something you are going to organically experience in your real life. So at an early age, you're accumulating all these experiences through reading. Right. Those experiences are now go- already modifying your personality. They're changing your personality, and because of the change in your personality, your body language is already evolving Correct. at that stage. Correct. So if for someone who is in their early twenties who are accumulating experiences through these other means, Yeah. by the time they reach 30, they are going to be at a different level altogether yeah. compared to someone else who is just organically looking to become uh, ma- more mature.
0: Yeah, and one of the other books which has uh, transformed a generation hmm. in terms of their maturity is uh, Catcher in the Rye. -hmm. It's basically about this teenager who's trying to break free and being all independent without knowing half of the world, right? Right. Without knowing anything. Right. End of the day, he comes back to his dorm or hostel, realizing that he's just still a boy. Yeah. Now, there are so many instances in that book which talk about that falsehood of our understanding of body language, Mm -hmm. where we think that, oh, if I do this, it's enough. People will get convinced. I'll give you a simple example. He's just 17 and he's in this whole teenage dilemma. Blah, blah, blah. Right. He goes to this bar to drink Mm. because he feels that now he's big enough to drink and he wants to be mature and stuff like that. Right. And he makes up his mind that I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be like that so that they don't doubt me. So he wears this oversized coat and whatever. He orders for a beer and the bartender just looks at him and gives him a smirk and like run away from house, did we? So he, through all that persona that he tried to put up. Right. The bartender just figures him out in in Immediately. immediately. Yeah. And that is an indication which a lot of teenagers do, Mm -hmm. you know. And when I read the book, I was like 14 or something like that. Mm. When I read the book, that was the first thing I realized that, yeah, I do this a lot. Yeah. I try to fit the bill. Mm. Right. And I've been doing all the wrong things. Right. To fit the bill. I need to do a lot more to actually fit the bill. I can't fool people by trying or putting up an act. Yeah. Or I can only go so far by putting up an act. Yeah, yeah. So that is what reading good books will do to you. Mm. It will one, give you a reality check. Two, it will kind of show you a path of how to go about this whole thing. Mm. And three, which I think is the most important, is it helps you imitate your own self yeah. in your head. Yeah. Which is the best form of imitation. If you're able to imitate yourself, the version of yourself that you have in your head, mm-hmm. then you're it. Yeah. Right. You don't have to rely on a role model or a father figure or anybody, right? Yeah. That is when you truly make your own identity. Yeah. And your body language is your own identity. One of the biggest identity is your body language. Like in a physical representation terms.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: So like we've looked at the beginner level of it, yeah. which is watching and trying to imitate. Correct. Then the next level is reading. Yeah. And then I think uh, maybe a parallel level to this or the next level to this would be to look at the word itself. Body language. language. So all of the things that we've talked about so far are more mental in nature. They're more psychological in nature. Yeah. Which is well and good. But the word body in body language itself should clue us into the fact that there is so much involvement of the body. The physical The physical body. body. Yeah. So something has to be done with the physical body for us to be able to cultivate body language as well absolutely so the physical dimension cannot and should not be ignored especially for men yeah and what I mean by that or what we mean by example is if you look at things like sport so if I'm a guy in my early 20s and my goal is okay I have an interview coming up my I want my body language to convey this 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 these things yeah authority competence confidence all this stuff yeah where can I get something like that? You get it through sport and plastic surgery and plastic <laughs> surgery and you get it through things like uh, martial arts training or anything physical, you know, that kind of activity or scenic school, like uh, army cadets, the kind of training they yeah. go through. You become hardened and you actually get a frame to your body. Yeah. like You don't look like a lanky mess. You know, that's the,
0: the word is energetic,
1: energetic and also like a proper definition. Correct. You know, you look firm, basically. And so if you are trying to cultivate a certain body language, there's a certain physical activity that you can do for that. Let's say your goal was different. Your goal was, I want my body language to communicate charm yeah. and communicate grace and poise and all that. Then you can take up something like dance. Jiving, yeah. Uh, you can take up something like yoga, yeah, which takes you through that dimension of body language with which you can actually cultivate or you can communicate grace in your movements. Calmness calmness and a sense of short-footedness like dancers are very short-footed you know even though they're nimble you never see good dancers like miss their step you know they're always like cats they land correct you know they're agile yeah they're agile they know where to land they know when to land
0: when we were talking about this I just realized one of the points we could have said in the last episode is dancing a good dancer is extremely seductive. Oh yeah. And that's a lot of body language. Yeah. Like you see someone doing like teen mar they're not seductive. They're yeah. just like energetic. You see them and like you feel like dancing. Yeah. But then it comes across, there's a guy or a girl, yeah. right? When they dance in a certain way, mm. you get extremely seductive. You feel physically attracted to them. Yes. And there's so many things going around, right? There is a certain level of grace. There's a certain level of, what is the word? I forgot the word. It's a very dancey term.
1: Like for me, I can see a clear difference. Even though someone says, okay, popularly, this person is known as a great dancer. Yeah. I can see they're being very mechanical. And then yeah, there they're are one, two, three, four, yeah, five, six. They're being perfect. Or technical in their movements. Right, right. But then there are other people who, just, even though they're not very technical, they float. Just the way they move yeah. is so natural and so aesthetic.
0: Like the difference between Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley. Yeah. yeah. Elvis Presley was all about freedom. He was all yeah. about luring like, you, with energy, yeah. and then you know, there is a certain level of naughtiness in his dance, right? Yeah. He's a little naughty, mischievous. Little, yeah, yeah. Mischievous rather, right? Yeah. But when you look at Michael Jackson, it's just awe. Yeah. It is just excellence of a different part. He's just you just feel like I'll never dance
1: like that. It's him. poetry in motion. Exactly. Like, yeah.
0: Right? So dancing is like the biggest example of body language. Hmm. You don't have a body language, you can't save your life. Like you can't dance to save your life. Yeah. Right. Which is why the older you get, Mm. the tougher it gets for you to dance. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree to you. Like it's it's a very important thing. Like you need to put your body through those grinds of physical exertion.
1: And the other important thing here is when we are talking about this level three, which is involving your body and actually doing physical activity with it. According to what body language. Ideally, it is a good thing to cultivate all of these things. Uh, You know, all these physical activities. You go through all of them. Yeah. Invariably. But the important point here to underline is that this part is a practice. Like it's like a continuous thing, right? It needs to be a continuous thing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I played one game or I play once a week. uh, And, uh, you know, that's... I went to the gym
0: on the 1st of Jan. Yeah. And then I wait for the 1st of Jan again. Again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to help. Like, especially with the body, which is like a, it's like a machine Mm -hmm. and it is like clay. Like it needs to be molded. So it takes time. And this is what happens with tennis players. Like, if you want to be serious about tennis, you have to start before your teens. Correct. Because your body needs to adapt.
0: Gymnasm is more more like that. Yeah. You can't start gymnasm at twenty.
1: Exactly. Your bones need to adapt to that yeah. activity, and then eventually you hit the peak age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I get the point. So like,
1: basically, it is a process. With it's a this, process, and it needs to be kept being done with regularity. Yeah, and
0: I believe a lot more in practice. If you want to be perceived in a certain way for, say, an event which is coming after, like, three months or four months, you start practicing how you're going to behave on that day from, like, the day you got to know about the event
1: yeah because generally with yeah i would say for body language it is every interaction that you get into every this thing you're into you're basically you should be putting it to the test yeah like all the time yeah
0: and the reason why i say that is one of the things everybody has to realize is your body language in a very physical sense your body language is a lot about your muscle movement yes so you need to make certain things your muscle memory that even if you are not consciously looking at it your muscles still knows what to do exactly right so you have to code your muscles to be a certain way.
1: And that's where that thought word deed thing comes exactly. in. Exactly. When your thought words and actions are in sync right then if you're verbally communicating something your body will automatically yeah. yeah so
0: if your, if your thought is to be angry yeah. Then your muscles already know what to do. Exactly. If your thought, you know, is talking about impressing someone or like uh, being romantic, then yeah. your body already knows. Your muscles already know what to do. Yeah. It's like being, you know, it's a whole sex act, right? When you do sex for the first time, hmm. you really are just going through the motion of things. Yeah. You don't really enjoy it so much.
1: It's more mechanical. It's very mechanical. Like you're figuring out where is the switch yeah. and where yeah. is the wire and Correct. all yeah.
0: Correct. And after you keep doing it for some time, right, you just know the body movements. Yeah. You go fluidic, you start realizing the importance of being fluidic, being free, rather than just like being this animalistic kind of aggression or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it depends from person to person, but I'm giving a hypothetical example.
1: Yeah. And a lot of intimacy also comes through body language. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how people generally imagine that, but uh, intimacy is not mostly through, you know, verbal kind of communication, because once you're in the act. The more verbal you are, the more you're killing the vibe. Yeah, you, know, you should shut your mouth. Yeah, I mean
0: there is a place to be verbal. In, <laughs> exactly. Like Stand up comedy is that place where yeah. you want to be verbal about your sex. Then yeah, yeah. that that's where you go, bro. In bed. <laughs> Open mics. Talk less. Yeah. Do more. Do more.
1: Yeah. Uh, but intimacy—that's why—is very largely communicated through body language.
0: It's a touch yeah it's the feel of the touch yeah it's the way
1: you move together
0: and this is also an interesting thing like as a guy i'll speak a lot of girls have told that it's just the way that person holds my hand yeah and you're like what like yeah it's the way he holds my hand it's the way he carries me around
1: also the way he gives a hug yeah general hug you know
0: dude i got to know much later yeah much much later, that apparently uh, the way you hug someone tells a lot about what you think about that person. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it is so much that we kind of overlook.
1: Like I'm willing to bet that a girl would know by the way you hug her, like mm-hmm. casually hug her, if. If there is ever a chance. If there's ever a chance, or if this guy needs to be friend zoned immediately. Yeah. Or if this is a creep and I need to be worried about this guy.
0: Yeah. Like if if you rub your hand all over her back while hugging.
1: I've had girls tell me that, that
0: you know, guys
1: have uh, rubbed her back? Ran the ran their hands whole like whole real estate from the nape <laughs> <laughs> to the small of her back. Seriously, seriously, and oh. and with a side hug, not even like a frontal hug. Oh, in office, sweet lord, like hey, how are you? How is it going? And then running as if he's doing a survey, like a land survey. You know, from the Form. nape to the. It's <laughs> a firm like it's, it's not like, even like this vague. Oh, it's not even delicate. It's like just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't she, do that, guys.
0: Don't do that. She please. told
1: me she was repulsed
0: obviously yeah obviously dude forget a girl if a guy does that to me i'll be repulsed guy does that it's I a whole, slap yeah, it's followed with like violence. a very yeah aggressive yeah. reaction
1: so that's basically the point like yeah uh the physical aspect of it is your level three consider it needs a lot of practice And it's a constant practice it is and it's yeah. a
0: practice to the smallest of things yeah i don't know bogus if you ever done this but they started from smallest things like me entering a cafe right how do i enter a cafe I'm authoritative, I'm casual, I'm laughing, I'm smiling, Yeah. I'm having a pleasant face. Every minute detail, you know. There are times where I'm working alone in a cafe, right? I'm somehow, every now and then, I'm reminded that, dude, make sure you drink that coffee with certain charm. Mm-hmm. Like, make it look like you're holding the cup in a very cool way. Because right. you want people to think you're cool. Right. Right? Whether the people are thinking or not, it's secondary for me. Exactly. But as long matter. as I'm like, for me, I'm like, I'm giving it a shot. Okay, I'm going to be really practicing cool. Practicing it. Right.
1: Because at this point, listeners may feel like they want to laugh at what Brute said, and by all <laughs> means, laugh at him. <laughs> He's a laughable guy. It's a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For crying out loud. But the main point here is, if anyone has this dumb idea that, oh, if I, I d- don't have to do anything now. Yeah. I'll turn it on in that moment. Yeah. Like a switch. I'll figure out how to drink from my coffee cup in a charismatic way. I can do it like Hrithik Roshan. When I'm on the date with that girl, yeah. I can figure out, no, you're you're no. never going to be able to do it. It takes quite a lot of practice yeah. for it to get settled in a, a rhythm.
0: Because ever since Bogus saw me having coffee, he's mm-hmm. been trying to imitate me and trying <laughs> out loud. the amount of coffees he spilled over on himself, sure. trying to look cool.
1: I've been the laughing stock of the entire town. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is really important, right? It, it, is. it is. Like that is the level you want to reach. And that only happens when you practice when it's not needed.
1: Yeah. The most striking example of this is something that I get to see, bro, when I'm traveling, like in airports, etc. People that you see in airports, for example, their body language is such that they themselves don't value their life. Yeah. You know, like as if. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if they're like, if you killed me now, if my plane crashed. Yeah. Don't worry. Nothing of value has been lost. Yes. Yeah. That's the way they move and yeah. they behave. And I don't understand why that has to be the case you know, don't you value your life even a little bit? Don't you have any standards? Yeah. I see complete lack of standards in the way their yeah. body language is. Yeah, absolutely. I, but in some people, I do see You know, The, the exact
0: opposite where you find it, where mm. you see like absolute conscious movement in a smoking zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you ever been to a smoking zone filled oh, yeah. with people? Yeah. You pick any random guy smoking. Yeah. There is always that element of I'm going to be cool, you know, mm-hmm. taking this drag, bro. Yeah. I'm going to be cool flicking the ash. Right. Everybody tries to hold the cigarette in a different way. Yeah. Everybody tries to take a drag in a different way. Yeah. The way they blow the smoke. They're just not doing it like like ah, I have to do it now. No, they do it with some kind of an intent, yeah. you know. And you feel like dude, all of these buggers are cool. That's why you feel smoking is a cool thing. And- because every smoke yeah. Is looking cool not because of
1: the cigarette. That's why a lot of people are sold on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you it's not because of the cigarette or the
1: act itself. It's yeah. the way you do it. Exactly. Right. And unfortunately, I've seen exceptions to this also, bro. Quite a few years back in my Those workplace. Guys, no, no, no. The guys who like even suck worse. on the cigarette. Even worse than that. Huh? Quite a few years back in my workplace, there was this cute girl. Uh Okay, that I was uh, looking at. Like, she was interesting to look at. She's cute. She
0: deserves to be looked. Why wasn't I told about this? Uh, Because you don't... I came to her office (laughs) so
1: many times. So many times. I caught her one day at the smoking section, lighting up a cigarette and smoking Uh it. She smoked like a bus driver. Oh, fuck. Like a lorry driver.
0: Oh, sweet lord.
1: That's it. Huge turn off.
0: That was the end of it. All the looks gone down (laughs) down the drain.
1: That was the end for me. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, that's how much it plays. You know, the...
0: the easiest, the fastest end to a cute girl not looking so cute anymore. What? Is when you see her digger nose. Oh, yeah. That's, you know.
1: That's something and I like, in I'm school. not saying
0: like, it, I'm not saying that like, that soft dig. Yeah, yeah. There are a few girls who like really dig, dig. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Not that guys don't do. Guys are clumsy as like, yeah.
1: fuck. Yeah. There was another cute girl back in my school. Yeah, the like, poochk. They just like put their finger in oh no she was i had a crush on her actually mm. and once unfortunately i happened to see her run her uh, hand <laughs> yeah from the bottom of her nose to the top top oh sweet yeah one sweeping motion yeah. where her nose goes up and she looks like shows the a pig nostrils yeah where they look like a pig yeah and i was like i did not need to see yeah. that i wish i did not see that yeah. why did i see that why did you do it? And there
0: way? are a few people, yeah. they might do the most uh, most disgusting thing possible, yeah. but they look cool about it. Oh, yeah. You know, they look really cool. I've seen guys, you know, who run their nose with their fingers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like as if like you're scratching it. Right. But they do it so coolly. Yeah. And you're like, if ever I've ever seen scratching that, my nose, yes. I want to do it that way. I'll do it this way. I'll do it this yeah. way. Because this is the this is most coolest way you can scratch your nose. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like the whole Henry Cavill, Mission Impossible thing, mm-hmm. where he locks his the, hands, the arms, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, he loads the his hands, right? Scene, yeah. you have seen so many people do it. Mm. It's not that he's doing the first time ever. You've right. seen Sylvester Stallone do it, you've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger do it, you've seen all of them do it in one way or the other. Mm. But the way this guy did it, the yeah. face, the way he curled his uh, fist, yeah. right? everything that is like poetry, right? You yeah. look at that, fuck, dude, that's amazing. I'm sure Tom Cruise can do it and the same way. And also, his folded
1: sleeves, folded sleeves, that played a huge role. Yeah, everything. mean yeah. the
0: whole nine yards. And this is what we are telling that there's no line, mm. there's no dialogue, yeah. there's nothing. There's not even a grunt coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And yet, you are like charmed. You are like mesmerized by. You
1: remember head. that scene still? Yeah, yeah. And
0: it's just about he like swinging his arms. Yeah. That is what we have not been doing. Exactly. Yeah. Like 99% of the times. And imagine you turn the tables mm. and you start doing everything with your body more than your mouth.
1: Yeah, it needs practice and it's worth it. The amount of time we've talked about previously in this podcast about how language can be like a magic spell. Yeah. If you have command over it, look at this Mehrabian rule, 55% of it, of communication, the weightage goes to body language. Body language. Yeah. So if you cultivate and practice body language, I mean, what a weapon it is to have. Yeah. Uh, you can basically get your way through life. You know, whatever you want, very little obstacles, just smoothly cruising through, cruise control. Yes, absolutely. But let's come to the next level of this. And this is a high level of operational body language. Like after going through these levels, as you've accumulated experiences, as your personality has been evolving. And if you ask yourself, all right, what's the next level to evolve to? Then we'll talk about the different facets of body language or the different dimensions. I
0: would say dimensions.
1: Of body language.
0: Dimensions of body language. One of the most underplayed factor about body language, and this is something that I really, really get annoyed about Bogus.
1: Hardly, even talk, uh, hardly anyone ever talks about this.
0: And this is the most annoying part, which is everybody keeps preaching about people having body language and making it a standard body language. Mm. Doesn't work. Yeah, It's a myth. You just can't be one idiotic fucking stoic guy Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. And the movies say this, the media says this, that the hero of a movie is stoic right. or is overly romantic, even in like a dying crisis is trying to, you know, be romantic. Yeah. All this nonsense. It's absolutely impractical. It's not real life stuff. Yeah. You have to create, develop different dimensions of your body language. mm lay it out in an example book. because like the easiest way to understand this is right. always go back to the times where you were spending a late evening with just you and your mother mm. or you and your father sitting across the table right and just try to recollect how you were presenting yourself yeah yeah and I would go as far as saying that's one of the most intimate times that you spend with your parents, yeah. right? They are in this relaxed mode. You are in this relaxed mode. You're just having a very casual conversation, laughing, crying, whatever, reminiscing. Yeah. You realize that your body is so, so, so compassionate. Empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. right? You get it. Every word that is being uttered. Hmm. And then think of another time where you're with just friends, Spending the whole night. Think of how your body is so free. It it, it just wants. I can say I'm compassionate. Right. It's just so happy. Right. You know, it's living in the moment. Yeah, etc. Being with your loved one, mm. you know, with your partner or whatever, yeah. and you're having that one lonely moment, or I just remember how much your body craved for that touch, mm-hmm. how much it was trying to attract, you know, your partner to put their hands on you or like give you a kiss or whatever. Right. And imagine how your body was trying to react or project what kind of energy it was trying to project. Yeah. Now, so this has to be really, really concrete in terms of a theory mm-hmm. in your head that when I go to work, this is the energy that I'll emit from my body. Exactly. When I go to meet my friends, this is the energy. When I'm with my lover, this is the energy. When I'm with my parents, this is the energy. And even so, more importantly, hmm. when I'm with myself... Yeah this is how my body language would be. Yes. And this is something that nobody says. Right. They're like, oh, you're with yourself and be happy mm. or be in touch with yourself. Oh, fucking, You don't even know how to be in touch with yourself. Your body has to know. So you got to practice. And which is where I say Bogus that why mirror practice is very important mm-hmm. is we are always in that delusion that we are fooling everyone. We've told this point already, right? Right. When you stand in front of the mirror, the person in the mirror knows that boss. no matter what you put up, mm. I know it's a lie. Right. Right. Which is what makes mirror practice so difficult. Yeah. Which is why it is so difficult to look in the eye of the person in the mirror.
1: And which is why it's difficult to be alone also.
0: Alone also. Yeah. A lot of people find very difficult to be alone. Yeah. Because they're scared of they what they'll tell themselves. Yeah. Right. And if you're able to master that, if you're able to develop a certain body language when you're alone. Mm. And for me, I'll tell you my example, whenever I'm alone, I'm trying out different things. Mm. Right, I'm putting myself in scenarios and saying like, if I am in TV interview, mm-hmm. right, somebody's interviewing me, how would I go about it? Yeah, if I'm in a job interview, how would I go about it? Yeah, if I have to set my specs or you know, I have to set my collar or mm-hmm. shirt, all these things, right? Like yeah. the small, small aspects. This is what I mean when I say you need to have different dimensions to your body language. Sorry. Yeah. Because that is one of the ways you'll communicate to other people where you are at in your mental frame.
1: Right. So this aspect of dimensionality in body language. New words. Why is it important? Why does it need to be spelled out? It needs to be spelled out because body language, by and large, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it is involuntary. Yeah. You cannot control it most of the time. And you'll be fooling yourself if you think you can control it. So if it is involuntary, and if it has to come organically and naturally, that means psychologically or mentally, we have to create these boundaries or distinctions between these different worlds or different scenarios.
0: Boundaries, it's not easy.
1: Boundaries, it's not easy. One of our first episodes. Oh yeah, one of our first It's Not Easy episodes. Yeah. Quite popular, check it out. So what we mean by boundaries is, when I enter my workplace... I'm in a different world. Right. So I need to behave and I need to present a different picture. Correct. Which is appropriate for this world. When I'm with my family, what is appropriate for that? When I'm with my friends, what is appropriate for that? Yeah. And there could be a misinterpretation by people and they think that this is, okay, you're being two-faced. You're not being honest. You're not being sincere. You're being different in different scenarios. You're being multifaced. You're being multifaceted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're being the right way according to the situation. The flip side of this is I've seen myself in the corporate workplace where people graduate from colleges and they come into the workplace for the first time. And this could be not just the corporate workplace, any professional sphere that they enter. They tend to behave in such a way that they're basically the same everywhere. Correct. And that is also spoken of like a positive trait.
0: You know, the term that they use for that. Mm authenticity <laughs> yeah yeah it is bull crap
1: yeah, that's not authenticity. Yeah. I mean, if you are the same everywhere, if you've ever experienced in a life someone stepping their lines, stepping across lines, someone's overstepping their bounds and saying to you in a situation where they should not have said it, if you've ever experienced this, this is because of your body language. This is because you've not set clear boundaries for other people to understand that, oh, I can say this to Brute in this situation, but I can't say this to Brute right now. Like, for example, Brute, if you're in a workplace meeting huh. and some guy is coming to you and yapping about some personal issues right. of yours and he's trying to compare. That's not the place to do it. Right. And if he's stepping his lines there, if you're talking to someone else at the workplace and this guy is butting into the conversation and now he's talking all filth, right, which is not appropriate for the time and place. Why is that happening? That's happening because you have not set that boundary for that person to understand. Again,
0: I just want to highlight something here authenticity hmm. comes from character. Yeah. Right? Like having the same character or personality yes. wherever you go. Yeah. That's a different thing. But the body language has to be appropriate to where in which circumstance you are. Yeah. When you're a security guard, you might be a compassionate person. You yeah. might be someone who doesn't want to hurt people. All right. That, that is all your values. and Non-confrontational. Yeah. yeah. But as a security guard, you can't just sit there smiling when people are trying to create a riot. Yeah. Right. You need to give out that impression that I am going to fuck you up if you really cross the line. Yeah. Because my job is to not allow you to come beyond this line. Yeah. So you can't sit there smiling and like, ah, okay. Exactly. Let's see. Because that's, you're actually misleading the person. Exactly. And that's the difference. Body language is what you say without opening your mouth. When you open your mouth, be funny. Doesn't matter. When you open your mouth, be sarcastic. Crack jokes or cry all your life. Doesn't matter. But your body language will decide how the other person will open their mouth with you. Yeah right if you, so yeah
1: if you naturally have a lover boy tendency yeah. you can't take your lover boy body language into the workplace yeah problems not are going to happen absolutely <laughs> yeah, like you, it's
0: like this being that somebody who's like a sex addict yeah. not in all the right sense right yeah. i mean you can have like a girlfriend and you just all you like want to do is sex right You can't take that body language with like a (laughs) fucking hand on the crotch into this thing. You can still be a sex addict in the office.
1: Yeah, just be professional. Yeah,
0: be professional. Like you show your body that I'm not going to creep you out. Don't worry. The moment I start looking at it, I start scratching my balls. This
1: place is about work. Yeah. And I'm just going to focus on work. Yeah. If I want to talk to you about anything more than work, then I'll ask you out. Forget
0: I'm not even going as far as going and talking. Even if I'm thinking about sex in the workplace, my body language is not going to show you that I am going to think about sex. Exactly exactly that's I, the difference what
1: i meant was you know i'll ask you out i'll take you out of the office huh. then I'll and then make my pro- move like, proposition yeah gag you and, and, <laughs> and <laughs> put you <laughs> in the
0: van chloroform yeah little yeah. chloroform might you know you might not remember a lot of it yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i want to clarify yeah because the thing is people think that oh i'm a very loving person i'm a compassionate person blah blah blah. Mm. therefore my body language has to be the same wherever i go yeah and this is you don't have to tell people that you're compassionate in certain places because that place doesn't care whether you're compassionate or not right a place might care about whether you can fucking do your job or not exactly
1: right and if you're able to communicate your boundaries properly with people if you're able to maintain a multifaceted approach to body language through you know the different dimensions then what happens is you will get control over Whatever situation you're in, you know you you yeah. control over situations. Oh, you stole my thunder. By where now. people don't misinterpret or don't step over any lines, and you also you don't allow people to misinterpret you. Not just that, I'll tell you even more basic benefit. Forget
0: about what it's not your controllable. Okay, let us look at it this way: what people interpret in you, how they judge you, and all is not your control. Fuck it. But with the right body language, mm. you control your output. Yeah, which is a big thing. When I'm going into a coffee shop Mm. and I want to sit alone and I go there with an agenda, right? Like I want to go there to say, write something or do my work, whatever Mm. it might be, or waiting for someone. Right. My body language is what will tell people around me, Mm. whether I'm approachable, whether I'm someone who needs to be disturbed or can be disturbed, or whether somebody can have a small talk with me, whatever. Right. That fundamentally means you control the output. You either allow or not allow by making yourself available or not available. I'm giving a very black and white kind of an example, but you get the sense, right? Yeah. That is what you do. And if you do not have that differentiation in your head, that, okay, I need to switch on this particular dimension of my body language in this particular place. Mm. For all you care, you might have the greatest intent, you might have the best of values or, you know, the right personality, everything. Right. You will not be able to execute it. And this is what I mean when I say thought, word, deed. Yeah. Like, imagine a Virat Kohli. He's aggressive. Mm. He's all that. But his body language is like Rohit Sharma. Right. And again, it's not necessary that you have a template body language. Yeah. yeah. The moment I say aggression, I have to be like all shouting. No. Yeah. You decide what your version of that is. Exactly. It has to suit you. Hmm. You should be deciding that when I go to meet my friends, this is what I'll show. Yeah. If I'm in a place where I'm going to compete with certain people, Mm. this is what I'll show.
1: Yeah. And subconsciously what that does to other people when they see you having a multifaceted kind of personality according to different situations, they also, it cultivates respect actually in people. Yes, some people may think you're being two-faced or whatever, but that's an extreme minority. The subconscious reaction is people tend to cultivate respect and they tend to give you your space.
0: It's a great way of meeting high caliber people. Yeah. Because somebody who sees this understands the value of you having this multiple dimensions of body language. Yeah. Most probably they already have it in them. Yeah. And they understand the value of it. Yeah. And it improves the chance of you developing a relationship with them. Yes. And when you meet better people, you become better.
1: Yeah. And this is the essence of basically what we were uh, talking about in the boundaries. It's not easy episode. Um, This is why it's very important that first, because we say thought, word, and deed starts with thought. So mentally, we need to recognize that these are different worlds that require a different type of behavior or different responsibility that needs to be carried out. Once that mental boundary is set, automatically your body language will follow. Uh, because you can't control it; it has to be innate and it has to be organic. It's out of practice. It's out of practice, and that's why it needs to be practiced quite a, a lot. lot, a lot for
0: years. Lot. It doesn't stop, by the way. Yeah, it shouldn't. Like Bogus has is still spilling his coffee over, just yeah. trying to be cool while drinking coffee like brute. Yeah, doesn't stop. <laughs> it Never stops. Yeah, it's like there is no saturation for perfection. So Bogus, basically, mm. in the world famous template of it's not easy. Yep. I think one of the first times. Where we have not explicitly mentioned these are the reasons why it's not easy.
1: Yeah. Or why it's important. Why it's, it's it important. all mixed Yeah, it's it. all mixed. Yeah.
0: But the whole process is that, mm. right? Like starting from the simple things of what is body language? Why do we need it? Then what are the hacks? Yeah. How do we cultivate it? And the whole simple math of, you know, speaking is just 1% of your body. Yeah. And yeah. 99% is of the communication is happening to the rest of the body. Mm. If you understand that concept or that ratio, you will realize that, oh, fuck, we have not even been doing the right thing yeah, or the right way. If you've gone through the whole grind, you know that the whole process is not easy.
1: Yeah. And if you try to be the same person throughout your life, like if you try to be the same guy, no matter what room you walk into, then how is someone going to look at you differently as a father versus how is someone going to look at you differently as a friend versus a lover versus a competent professional? It doesn't happen. Everyone around you is going to look at you like like the same jackass that you are.
0: Yeah. Like bogus. So with right. that, we come to the conclusion of the episode. Body language, it's not easy. Once again, we are going to go through the world famous award winning social plugins. Bogus on Instagram, we are at?
1: At underscore gap.
0: Twitter and Vero. At Thigap. And if somebody has to write a mail to us.
1: Mind thy gap at gmail.com.
0: Thank you Bogus for that award winning social plugins. So with this, we conclude our episode. Yep. And we hope that you've imagined both of us doing all this body language actions. Oh yeah. So like we always say, body language, it's not easy. It is not easy. And also, Thigh Gap Podcast. Subscribe. And share.
2: And share with your body.